Wait, I don't believe in the law of attraction? What? Welcome to the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Dupree, scouring the globe to bring you stories of courage, passion, and resilience. If I could sum up this podcast into one word, I would use empathy. Now let's get inspired. Welcome to the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I am your host, Brett Dupree, here to drop some knowledge on you. Generally speaking, I would say something along the lines of this is the part where I would get vulnerable. So that, how can I expect my guests to become vulnerable if I don't become vulnerable myself? However, that changes with this podcast because if you listen to that last week, I said I was going to do this. The reasons why I no longer believe in the law of attraction. I came to this conclusion sometime around last year. I remember I was going on one of my walks that I tried to do every day. And this thought came up to me on how I no longer believe in the law of attraction. And then I thought of the reasons and thought about, I'm going to do a video about this. And then all of a sudden I never did because I was afraid. I was afraid of what happened to me if I put this out there. I know a lot of law of attraction people. Plus, at the same time, I'm doing this podcast and maybe some people will see something that I'm doing and not want to be on here because they see I don't believe in something they don't believe, that I'm poo-pooing on something that they love. But also that I might lose friends, as I do know Andy Dooley, who teaches the Law of Attraction, and a lot of other people teach the Law of Attraction. I'm part of the Lightworker Toastmasters. In fact, I am even part of this Ascension Living, where they want us to do a very much like The Secret documentary but I don't know if I want to be on it if it's going to be pure law of attraction. Because honestly speaking, I do not believe in it. I don't believe in it at all. And not that there's anything wrong with believing in the law of attraction for the most part. I'm going to mostly talk about the top reasons why I no longer believe in the law of attraction. And the top three reasons why I still follow a lot of the practices. In a way, I am like a Christmas Christian of the law of attraction. How I follow things that I like and take away the things I don't like and basically not really go into it as much as I used to. And by as much as I used to, I am a researcher. What I mean by that is I'm the type of person who, when I want to do something, I research everything I can about it and just listen to it. And honestly, the law of attraction was a huge part of my development. My story started, of course, when I was 26 years old and I noticed I was closer to 30 than I was 20. And I decided to change my life forever. And the way I started is that I wanted to, well, of course, I'm a young man. I was honestly not that far from an incel. Looking at my past as I did have a lot of anger towards women. And the first thing I did was to look up this secret. I discovered this secret society of pickup artists after listening to Tom Likas. Yeah, that's how close I am. I'm sure a lot of people who are alt-right incels started off listening to Tom Likas. Though, from there, I actually discovered who I was, in a sense. Because the first thing I did was I went through everything I can. I got everything I could get my hands on, listen to it, pick up on women. However, they put things into two categories. One was outer game and one was inner game outer game was putting on peacocking you know putting on some stupid clock and have a woman come up to you and then you create have this canned story that you tell her about this clock and then you say something stupid joke and then you nag you know basically if you watch the game or listen to i mean watch the game if you listen to the game by neil strauss or reddit or any of that stuff 
you have an idea, but basically it's a, a nag is kind of like a backhanded compliment, which is actually something Tom Likas would preach as well. I mean, he did say these people pretty much stole his act and taught it on workshops, but inner game was something that I enjoyed mostly because inner game was becoming someone who naturally attracted women. And I enjoyed that. And then they talked about people you want to listen to. It was uh, David D'Angelo at the time, also known now as Eben Pagan, in the Selling People How to Sell People grift that he's doing now. <laughs> the best way I've discovered to become rich in doing perfe- personal development is to teach people how to become rich doing personal development. Anyway, he said the people that he listened to to help work on his inner game was Tony Robbins. And then I started listening to Tony Robbins. And from Tony Robbins, I listened to Wayne Dyer. I listened to Deepak Chopra. And then I joined a local meetup called the Tony Robbins Meetup. And from there, I decided with my friend, Carrie at the time, she's still my friend, to go down and watch this movie called The Secret. So I watched this movie called The Secret, and it had a lot of really cool ideas. I love the idea of the universe being something that wanted to attract to me and that my thoughts and my feelings could I could vibrate in certain amount so that I can live the life that I want to live the better I felt the better my life would be in a kind of create this perpetual motion machine of me feeling more and more awesome and life being more and more good and I was hooked on it I was hooked hook line and sinker I loved it I went through everything I could on the law of attraction I listened to the intention experiment by Lemon Taggart I got EFT by I believe ah, Karen Carroll or something like that on the law of attraction something money Brian Yates on EFT for the law of attraction Got really into later the Dooleys because he was on The Secret. Actually became went to their train the trainer. Still love them. They're really cool people, especially Andy, who I still talk to for announcing him. If you listen to this, love you, Andy. Hopefully have you on my podcast someday. And a lot of aspects of it I love. I would listen to hours of Esther Hicks. Hours. And by hours, I have probably listened to at least 300 to 400, if not 500 hours of her material. I subscribe I subscribe to her monthly CD collection thing that she does. And I went with the full bore, so not the abridged stuff. I went for all of it, so I have a lot of it. And then, of course, since, you know, I can't, you know, how you can get a hold of things illegally on the internet, I did download a bunch of her things as well. And I listened to a lot. I'm talking about hours, especially when I felt down. It would be how I would work on raising my vibration was living through that. And I believe it was around 2012, which was the crack of my law of attraction because I was having the best day of my life. I was, my vibration was high. I was drinking beer, smoking cigars, having fun with my friends. And that's the day I learned my uncle died. My vibration was highest as ever, but that didn't stop a negative thing. The worst thing, nothing I'd want to attract. My uncle was my closest relative to me, and I would never want to lose him. There's nothing in my vibration, and of course there's like the idea you can't vibrate for someone else, but that's just got me thinking that my vibration was so high, and then I crashed so low. And I started noticing that certain aspects of the law of attraction I don't like. For instance, it's very fanciful. It is the perfect scam, in a sense. Because think about it. 
The way the law of attraction works is if you try to refute the law of attraction, you're proving it right because you're in the vibration of articles, of books that refute the law of attraction, thus proving the law of attraction because what you vibrate, you attract. So that no matter what happens, the law of attraction is true. It's impossible to refute so it's probable and amazingly easy to teach other people these principles that honestly I doubt by doubt in my mind that they work. And once I just realize that, once I start really analyzing the law of attraction, analyzing how it works, this idea that my thoughts are things and it shoots ideas out into the universe and somehow I guess through quantum entanglement and many other Things that I don't understand because honestly, quantum mechanics and quantum physics is beyond my level of expertise. And for the most part, quantum physicists aren't believers in the law of attraction, which really should show you that the law of attraction, what it is about. And the reality is personal development. A lot of it is grifting. I mean, just listen to the bastards podcast behind the bastards podcast and they just talked about napoleon hill basically the grandfather of the law of attraction this guy was a grifter this guy spent his entire life grifting people treating women marrying many women ruining many of their lives treating them poorly and basically was a pos and honestly speaking the law of attraction is perfect for attracting poss to teach the law of attraction because again it's perfect because it can never fail in the way you teach it. So recognizing the fact that it's just so fanciful. And the important part is, is the fact that when something bad happens to other people, it leads people to blame themselves for blame themselves and blame others for their misfortune. All because they're not thinking positively enough because something in their vibration, because another thing I noticed that it was impossible to not think negative thoughts. The more I learned about the brain, the more I realized that we humans tend to go negative, mostly because in life, in our history, negative things kill us, positive things make our lives better. So our brain is more like to look at negative things in our lives so that we survive. And thus, it's nearly impossible to not have a negative thought. And this idea that the law of attraction a lot of people teach is to never have a negative thought. And that is impossible. That's basically teaching somebody to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, which is an interesting thing about Napoleon Hill. Remember, pull yourself up by your bootstraps is impossible. And the thing that is interesting about Napoleon Hill is that he was a staunch conservative. Someone far right, didn't believe in unions, didn't believe in anything. So it creates this sort of individualistic ideal of survival. That that person over there, that homeless person, if they would just have positive thoughts and raise their vibration, then they could get what they want. So that it's their fault and not society's, not systemic racism, not the fact that where they're from that's causing their problems. It's the fact that their thoughts aren't positive and they're living, even though as someone who's been in poverty and spent a lot of time in poverty, being in poverty is a form of trauma. The more I actually learn that, I mostly notice that it almost creates a situation where people who are broke, it's their fault for being broke. If, especially if you listen, read a thread on any law of attraction, any law of attraction forum, you'll see people come out of the woodwork 
to victim blame, to victim shame, to shame somebody by telling them it's 100% their fault. And if you know me, I believe in taking 100% responsibility, mostly because it allows me to do something with it. But that doesn't mean things are 100% my fault because I can't control what happens to me. I can't control society. I can't control what's out there. But as long as I believe I can control myself, I can do something. A lot of that something is seeking help and seeking therapy and helping people to help me go through it. But this idea is it really takes away people's ability to empathize. Especially when you get to something like soul contracts. Basically, for the law of attraction to work, you need certain people who want to be born or to manifest themselves in this reality just to suffer. People born with deformities, people born in war zones. It's like they come here to be born in a war zone and so they can die. And that's why they're here. They're here, a baby's here because the soul wrote this soul contract so it can die. And I'm not supposed to worry about other people's vibrations. I'm supposed to worry about my own. And how is that not terrible? How is this belief not one of the worst beliefs ever? Because honestly, it really makes people not really want to help people. It can create this bubble of positivity that's fake, that's not real. And one thing about the law of attraction that really annoys me, that really took me over the edge was really Brene Brown's work and learning what empathy is. The difference between empathy and sympathy is a person is down a hole. Sympathy is standing above the hole and yelling at them, you can do this. Empathy is getting down in the hole and saying, we can do this. Thus, feeling what they're feeling and then rising them up, which is something the law of attraction preaches against. The law of attraction preaches against empathy which number one is just the basis of this podcast basis of my life empathy the ability to go down and feel what they're feeling so that you can truly help them authentically basically the law of attraction is sympathy on overdrive yelling at somebody that they can do it all they need to do is raise their vibration so that they could reach the next stage and change their lives And once I recognized the law of attraction, when you truly base it down, preaches against empathy, preaches against how you can truly help somebody. And as somebody who's been in social circles of spiritual people, when I am down listening to those social platitudes of keep on going, there's one guy I just unfriended because I got sick of every time I'm just putting something on Facebook where I'm just feeling bad of him telling me something positive. And honestly, F you, man, you're not helping. You're just making me angry. I don't need your mean quote when I'm feeling bad. I need you to know that I feel bad so I can process it. Processing negative emotions is important. Shadow work is important. The ability to be who we are authentically, being authentically mad, being authentically sad, being authentically worried, even though I believe worry is a wasted emotion, a waste of our energy. But at the same time, if that's what you are, Me telling you not to worry is not helpful. Just telling people what to do is not helpful. And that's the law of attraction. So basically speaking, the more I thought about the law of attraction, more I noticed how it attracted grifters, people who are perfect for stealing and lying, how it takes ridiculously fanciful ideals that you need to believe in something like a soul contract 
and this idea that your brain can affect just these things that honestly I don't understand. I come to the conclusion that just like I don't believe in God because I'm a, I'm a, I'm agnostic. I don't know. I honestly don't know. And now I'm agnostic and don't believe in the law of attraction. But I still follow its principles. Number one, I enjoy it. I enjoy a good law of attraction lecture. I enjoy a good motivational speech. It makes me feel good. I like feeling good. I like listening to things that make me feel good. Listening, going to workshops. I love going to law of attraction workshops. I love being around people who are raising their vibration, people who are feeling good. And when I'm around people, that's when I get my best ideas. You can say it comes from source, it comes from soul, and it's nice to believe that. And I like to believe that, but at the same time, it's also a way for me to get out of my head so that I can get ideas. I can think of new ways to work on myself and work on my business. I feel better when I do it. So it's worth the money for me, even though I kind of believe that Esther Hicks is kind of a grifter who is not channeling anybody. But however, since everyone in that room believes that and feel good because of that, I would be open to going to, I, no, I'm open. I'm going to go someday to another Esther Hicks event because I just love the feel of it. I love that feeling. There's almost no better feeling for me than being surrounded by a group of people who feel great. I wish I liked music more or I'd go to concerts. It's that same idea. There's just something about it that feels great to me and I love it. So I'll always jump on any law of attraction seminar because I enjoy it. It's fun. It's also a nice thing to believe. Again, I'm like kind of a Christmas law of attraction person. Of course, there's Pascal Wager, which is what if it is true? Oh, for this thing to be true, all I have to do is think good thoughts and feel good. Maybe it'll work. Okay. I love feeling good. I love thinking good thoughts. It's fun. I have a good time. And it's a nice belief to have. I'm not trying to disparage anyone who believes in the law of attraction. You believe in it. That's awesome. Good for you. As long as you don't use it as a way to judge people and believe that they deserve what they get along those lines. When you don't be a jerk about it, then yeah, go for it. I mean, I think that's the same for any belief, any religion, any spirituality. As long as you're not a jerk, yeah, go for it. Because I understand. It feels good. I love it. It's a great time. Sometimes I'll listen to something like that to make myself feel better. And on the off chance it works, awesome. Because I always say you don't need to believe in the law of attraction for the law of attraction to work. It just works. But the most important reason why I follow the principles of the law of attraction is life's is tough. There's so many bad things going on right now. So many terrible things that I have zero control over. Or things that I don't want to do anything about. I am only one person and I am trying to create a, a group of people who want to get together and live their best lives. The Church of Awesome. I want, that's how I want to make this world a better place, by helping people live their best life. In fact, I even plan on doing law of attraction type workshops because I see the value in them. And the idea is, because I truly believe if you align your emotions with your desires, your chances of succeeding is much better. You'll keep on going, which is important. I mean, a lot of the principles of the law of attraction work. I think there's some truth to almost anything. I mean, pickup artists. The whole thing of dealing and negging is complete BS. However, before that, you talk to no girls. And after that, you talk to a thousand girls. Well, chances are you're going to be more successful. 
or at least have a success. I mean, doing some things better than doing nothing. And so I truly plan. I have this idea of this, this workshop in my brain that I am going to run. And you're like, we're going to run this and not believe it works. No, it's not that I don't believe it's not going to work. I just don't believe it's going to work because of the law of attraction reason. I do believe it works because when the going gets tough and they remember that good feeling of the thing they want, they'll keep on going and thus being more consistent. And the ideas that come when you feel good and you get those negative thoughts out of your head and you don't think of those and you're just completely focused on what you want and you feel good and you're open to all possibilities, ideas will flood through you until finally an amazing idea will come. And thus, yeah, I like it. There's a lot of things about it that's very positive and that's why I will always follow the principles. And what I'm also saying is, as I was saying before, when things are terrible in life, for instance, the Amazon burning right now, Oh, man, having a white supremacist as president of the United States, if you don't believe that, well, that's one place where we disagree, and I'm not going to get in a conversation with you about it because you're not going to convince me that an obvious white supremacist is not a white supremacist. And it feels like too much. There's so much. And fine, for you, maybe it's it'll be a bunch of people hate this guy who's president that you love who is not a white supremacist, but everyone thinks he's a white supremacist. That's what you believe? Great. It's a still still the same feeling of hopelessness. I mean, there's nothing you're going to do to convince me as there's nothing I can do that can convince you. The law of attraction gives you something to do. Because I truly believe that that feeling of hopelessness, the feeling of there's nothing I can do and wallowing in worry and being stuck there is one of the worst things that we can do as human beings. Basically, this puts us in a constant state of fight and flight. This hurts our ability to heal. Our bodies. This hurts our ability to digest and get nutrients. This hurts our ability to think of solutions when there are problems. Every aspect of being human is made worse when we are stuck in anger, when we are stuck in fear, and especially when we're stuck in hopelessness. And the law of attraction gives me something to do. It gives me hope. Even if I don't believe in it, I can hope it helps. I can pray, raise my vibration for the earth. I can pray, I can raise my vibration for people to open their eyes and recognize the fact that judging another person by based off the color of their skin is not helpful and makes life worse for all of us. And since I don't want to make those part of my activism, because honestly, as human, there's so much activism we can take. We can't do everything. I want to leave that up to the people who are good at it, who want to make that their passion. And with that, I will use that as an excuse to feel better, as an excuse to work on myself, to an excuse to make my thoughts more aligned with my vision, as an excuse to make my feelings more aligned with my vision, as an excuse to do something so I do not feel abject hopelessness and end up having to do something like binge watch watch flicks, Netflix. I'm going to leave that in. That's just too silly. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sometimes in life you're going to learn things and gain many positive aspects from them. However, later you'll learn and grow out of it. Or maybe you'll even learn that you were part of a cult that was dangerous. But that doesn't mean you need to throw out everything. That doesn't mean you can't take the positive that you learn from it and keep that and make your life better. Between stimulus and response, there is space 
And within that space lies all the freedom, your power to choose on how you react. Victor Frankl. You got this. Well, I am Brett Dupree of the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this rambling of mine. Next week, we'll have a regular interview. If you want to get in touch with me, you can write me at bre2tsdupr2es at joyousexpansion.com. You can check out my website, joyousexpansion.com. I have a nice free ebook for you. It's, it's too sweet. You can also check out my other podcast, thechurchofawesome.com. I mean, the Church of Awesome at Seven Stones Radio Podcast. Thechurchofawesome.com is the website. Plan on finally updating it on Friday. Saturday, I mean. You can find me on Instagram at Joyous Expansion. You can find me on Twitter at Joyous Expansion. You can find me on Facebook at Increase Your Joy. Once again, I am Brett Dupree, your Joyous Expansion Life Coach, Catalyst for Transformation of a Joyous Expansion, the champion of authentic joy. If you made it this far in my podcast, just know I truly love you for who you are, and I want the best for you, and you deserve to live the best life that you can. And I truly believe that. And I remind you once again to be love, to be joy, to be awesome. Now play that jingle. JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com Come and say hello to Brad Dupree. He is an inspirational life coach. Good for you and good for me. He turned my life from grey to blue. I'm sure he'll do the same for you. Get in touch and you'll see. Your life will change dramatically. JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com Yeah!